this situation, you can't have anybody get an easy shot. Kleba has that tip by Mobley, but Dodgers gets it back. Dodgers dumps inside Washington, puts it in. Two seconds left. The Cavs are out of timeouts. They have to go 94 feet. Struce from midcourt. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Valley Sports Cleveland, courtesy of the call. Max Struess' unbelievable buzzer beater last night as the Cavaliers come from behind to take down the Dallas Mavericks, mostly thanks to uh, to uh, to Max Struess. Uh, one of the headlines, what was the, uh, the the Kellerman show, the Max Kellerman show? What was the... The, what we always joke this was one of the in. names of his segments. No, but what was like like the little the mini names of the segments? It was like Max Max Value, right? Yeah, I it was think, the betting segment. Yeah. I think Max Value was like the headline for Max Stru- for the Cavs winning. It was Max Value sure. like Struess's sixty foot buzzer beater like like sinks the Mavs or something like that. Uh, and Struess said. It was max value throughout the entire fourth quarter. That couldn't stop making three pointers to lead the Cavaliers all the way back to victory. Just a reminder to our audience: we'll shift gears to the National Football League coming up in 40 minutes. Pete Prisco will join us live from the Scouting Combine in Indianapolis. We'll also get into college hoops and the National Hockey League before this hour is done. But let's talk some Eastern Conference here, Ken, in the NBA after last night's results, where the top three teams uh, all won. Milwaukee stuffed Charlotte in a locker, beat the Hornets by about a million points last night. The aforementioned Bobby Portis had a really nice game. So did Giannis and Lillard and everybody for Milwaukee. Uh, It looked at halftime like Boston might be in a spot of trouble against the Philadelphia 76ers. And then they weren't. And they won the game by 18. Despite going like 4 of 28 from 3, they won the game by 18. Because, you know, they're uh, they're really good. They've won 9 straight games. And the Cleveland Cavaliers, as we just as we, you just heard, um, come from behind win against the Dallas Mavericks. Leading some to think that Cleveland, a legitimate contender right now, in the Eastern Conference, like to win the East and maybe get to an NBA Finals. So, Ken, let's uh, let's talk about this here at the Eastern Conference, and specifically Cleveland and how the Cavs uh, uh, match up against both Boston and Milwaukee. Boston right now, even money at BetMGM to win the East. Milwaukee at plus 290. Worth noting, the Knicks are the third choice on the board. My Knicks at plus 850. Um, you know, they get Ananobi and Randall back. I guess that makes sense, but right now they're brutal. And the Cavaliers right now Ken at 10 to 1 yeah this is uh this is basically like a, a conversation we also could have had uh what three weeks ago when Cleveland was in the middle of there I think of what 15 and 1 over 16 games something like that like didn't you know lost once I think in about a month and a half span and their <clears throat> their statistical profile would would never have looked better than it did after that game and then off of the win last night it, it's the same questions that we're asking right and so I'll, I'll kind of say the same thing that I said then which is you know, I look at a lot of historical criteria, uh, who can win the title, what do you need to be good at? And after Boston, um, there's like this second tier of teams where from just a team standpoint, not individual, not who's your best player, um, just like the quality of what you're doing in the regular season. And there's the second tier of teams, right? Denver uh, is certainly in that second tier. I, I like them a lot to win the NBA title again this year. Uh, there are a couple other teams, which we'll talk about, which are in the first tier. One of them played last night and Cleveland is always in the second tier. And I always see them and I always see kind of like how they look on a sheet of paper. That's how I always say it. And I go, 
what am I what am I doing here? Because like at this exact moment, it's basically like Boston, Denver, them, and everyone else has a ton of red flags. And you go like, well, one of these teams doesn't belong. Like here's one of the great regular seasons of all time. Here's the best player in the league and one of maybe one of the best twenty players ever already. And, uh, and, here's, and here's Cleveland, <laughs> and here's Cleveland, <laughs> and here's uh, and here's uh, Evan Mobley and Max Struess and Donovan Mitchell and uh, and JB Bickerstaff too. So, I uh, my answer is I don't know what to do. Uh, Mitchell as the best player on a title team. People always hear me rail against like Tatum as the best player on a title team. Uh, you know, Mitchell and Tatum to me seem like really really like quantities in some ways. Uh, I think people would argue, especially this year, Tatum's a much better defender, which is definitely true. He's also playing with better players, too. Um, they both sort of strike me as the same as, like, a ceiling best player on a title team, which is, uh, I, I it can happen, I'd just rather go somewhere else in terms of the best player on a title winning team. So it's it's Cleveland always strikes me as, well, it's possible, but would you ever bet on it? And that's that's where you lose me to a certain extent. If it happened and I was against it, and then it happened, I'd be like, yeah, okay, like, I, it could have happened, and I, I saw it coming, but I also, I would have rather have bet Denver, I'd rather have bet Milwaukee, who we can talk about, I'd rather bet somebody else, so I still feel that way with them, and until Mitchell and Bickerstaff in a playoff series, until it starts to look different than how it looked last year against the Knicks, um, then I think we're all going to think that. Yeah, I don't think there's any question about it, like, I... I, I wouldn't want the Cavaliers in any of those spots against Boston. I wouldn't want the Cavaliers against Milwaukee. If the Knicks were full strength, I, I would like the Knicks better than the Cleveland Cavs. Beat them last year. Um, also, like the Knicks are not full strength, and they're really bad right now, <laughs> which sucks, but it is what it is. Still time for the guys to get healthy. You better you bet with Nick and Ken here on a Wednesday. I am just salivating over the potential opportunity and Boston's obviously going to be favored in series against any of these teams in the East, um, salivating at the opportunity in the Eastern Conference Final to play Milwaukee at a plus price against the Boston Celtics. And I do think, and like I'd, I'd pick Denver also against Milwaukee in an NBA Final right now. I know you would as well. I, I really like this Milwaukee team. Um, and I think in the short term, they're, they're just going to keep nuking. Like they play Charlotte again, as you said earlier, right? Um, in a back-to-back, I think they're going to nuke Charlotte again. Uh, I love the Bucks right now. I can't get enough of the Milwaukee Bucks. Still my team, my pick to win the Eastern Conference, Ken. Um, and, I, and, I, and I can't wait to bet them against Boston. Please give me that sure. matchup in the playoffs. Sure. Uh, the, the Bucks are becoming one of the most interesting teams to talk about. We did this a couple days ago. I remember saying this and it actually hasn't, I guess I shouldn't have expected it to move because it's just like, you know, these regular season games, like they beat Charlotte, who cares, I guess, to a certain extent, but still like, I think if you're trying to figure out, is there a price on a team to win the NBA title that is the most likely to go down, you could make a compelling argument. Milwaukee is the answer to that question, that their price is the most likely to go down versus, you know, Boston is plus 240. Uh, are they likely to be two to one in a couple weeks or plus 150 in a couple weeks? Uh, seems unlikely. Uh, cat's out of the bag on them. They're, everybody already thinks they're the one. They're already going to be projected like the one. They don't have any injuries. They don't have anyone coming back from an injury. Their price seems really stable. Uh, Milwaukee frequently at the start of the season was right right after Boston, right alongside them in terms of odds to win the NBA title, and then obviously had the season that they've had. They fired their coach. Uh, defense has been horrific at times, but is getting better. And they, you know, bring in Doc Rivers. I think everybody knows kind of like the story arc of the Milwaukee Bucks. But I guess my point would just be, I think they have a, a chance to get back price-wise 
to where they were at the start of the year because we've, we've already seen it. It's already comfortable for us to rate them that way and to bet on them until they get back into that tier of, you know, four to one, five to one. They were alongside Denver for almost this entire season, really, until about the last month. So they're interesting in that way. Now, when push comes to shove, like if we're just talking about like in the actual games, like, do you really want Doc Rivers, like, Game 7 at at Boston? Is that, like, a game you're dying to have Doc Rivers in? No, of course not. Um, I think the the, yeah. the con or the the counter, like, the, the case against Milwaukee is literally, like, you have one of the worst clutch postseason coaches uh, in the history of all sports. And I know he won a title, and, like, I don't care. I, I would stand by that statement. I think there's 15 data points that support that. Um, this guy's pretty much the worst. And you got him if you bet Milwaukee, and that's tough. Uh, I think the counter to that is, well, until they play Denver, who's he going to run into that would really worry you a whole lot? What if Embiid doesn't come back? Or what if they're less than 100% with him back? You don't have to play Nick Nurse in a playoff series, maybe, which would be the one coach I think you'd be really worried about, like, of a team in the top six. Then it's like, all right, you, you might have to see Spolstra. Is the team so flawed and terrible that it just doesn't matter this year? And we saw this with Budenholzer, like beat Miami on the way to winning an NBA title. Like it just did, they were just weren't good enough. And Miami's not going to be that good every year. Is that just what this is? And then it's like, all right, here's JB Bickerstaff, Tibbs, and Joe Missoula. Like I, we, we don't like all those guys. Nobody likes any of those guys in a postseason series. That's, they're always brought up as the examples of who you don't want to have as your coach in a postseason series. So like, yeah, Doc Rivers is going to matter. Maybe it's when they play Denver. <laughs> like, maybe it's when they play somebody on the opposite side. Like, can they get there? Um, so it's, it's just kind of funny. Like, I, I don't like Doc Rivers at all, as a, if you couldn't tell, as a postseason coach. Also, like, in a series against, you know, Tibbs or Bickerstaff, like, is that a huge disadvantage for them? Or are they just all flawed? And maybe that's how the Bucks skate by here a little bit. And it really, Missoula's not going to make a boneheaded decision in the final couple minutes of a game. He's going to do it every year that he's the coach. And they're really good. Also, he's going to do that. So it, that's kind of the push and pull with the Bucks. But I think clearly the most interesting team going right now in the futures market, just because you could really see a price drop coming for them, whereas the other teams seem more stable. I don't have anything else, Ken, from last night in the NBA, um, unless you do, and we can, we can hit it if you do. Um, I'm looking at tonight's board right now, and we were talking about this. We'll do this more in the Power Hour, obviously. Um, the Mavericks are on the road tonight at the Toronto Raptors. So Dallas at Toronto following Dallas's like, yak uh, last night on the road in Cleveland, losing at the end of the game. Toronto's won three straight games. They literally I, – I, I find – I don't know how to pronounce his last name. The Milicic. Uh Darko, Toronto's head coach, I find to be like very charming, like very funny. Like he's awesome. Like promised the team a pizza party if they won three consecutive games. Like Toronto's playing really well and Dallas on the second half of a back to back. Dallas is a two and a half point favorite, juice two and a half at Bet MGM right now. Two and a half. On the road at the Raptors, 241 and a half the total. I think you and I feel the same way about this game, right? We're both gonna lay it with Dallas probably as a tease to our bets coming up for later. Yeah, there's uh, there is one other thing from last night, but I I, I agree with you. Just uh, look, there are reasons why Dallas won't look desirable here. <laughs> like we all we all watched the game last night. They were all in at Cleveland. They lose. They lost to Indiana a couple nights before that. They had been helped prior to these two games by a really home heavy schedule. So our impression of them, and I thought they really had a chance to be a great team this second half of the season. Uh, they were. I, I really, really like them. I thought they were going to play really well here. And it's not even that they play. I mean, you, you watched the game last night. Was that even that they played bad or they just got got by a half-court shot in a crazy game? They got against one of the best five teams in the league, probably. It is what yeah, it is. Like it's, 
losing losing at Cleveland, uh, they're no slouches, right? Losing at Indiana a couple nights before kind of hurt a little bit. This is different than that, right? Quality of opponent. This isn't Indiana. This is this definitely isn't Cleveland, who again, like probably one of the maybe one of the best five or maybe best six teams in the league right now. Um, quality of opponents different. They're going to get bet against a little. Their injury report might be a little shaky. Maxi Kleba may not play. The the fatigue is brutal for them. And Toronto has played a little bit better. I, I do feel like maybe that sets up an advantageous opportunity to play them. I mean, almost to win the game at this point, the way that this is betting against, um, you know, them in the market is just, it's, it is kind of interesting. So I, I agree with you on that. The one thing from last night real quick is just uh, the Celtics won again. And there, there's, you know, there's those Twitter accounts, like a, there's one like, did the Lakers lose? And it always tweets, yes, when they lose. And that's the only, that is the sole function of that Twitter account is like when teams win and when teams lose. We might just have to start doing that with the Celtics on this show, because if they just win all the games, uh, then some of these award conversations are going to get really, really interesting with them. Maybe it's just coach of the year. Maybe it's a bunch of other stuff that uh, looked like they they were going to have a, a little bit of a hard time with Philadelphia, like, you know, maybe 10 minutes to play. They go on a huge 15-0 run, I think, to uh, not to close the game, but late in the fourth quarter, they, they end up covering the number, which is pretty outrageous. They've got the Mavs just to connect these two teams together uh, coming up in a couple days, which is a, a pretty big game for both teams. Um, just Celtics, like, trying to have a historic season and the Mavs maybe trying to get out of the play-in. As they just keep checking, check, checking off these games, like, we just have to be mindful of, like, what is a realistic projection for them at the end of the year? Like, even in the market, their win total number is, like, 64.5 or 65.5. Like, that's the average now of what they're going to be at the end of the year, which would be, like, the 15th best team of all time. As they win more games, maybe it's the 10th best team of all time. Like, what, when are they going to lose? When's it going to happen? Um, this is really something that has a chance to catch fire, I think, which we talked about yesterday in award markets, and it'll continue their next game against the Mavs, who we like tonight. Well, uh, we'll hit NHL and college hoops on the other side. Anything else from tonight in the NBA, tonight's slate, tickling your fancy early in the process here, ahead of the power hour in a couple hours? Yeah, I think Lakers-Clippers stands out to everybody, probably is like an interesting game for both teams. We did six-man already, and all those guys are playing tonight, so don't need to belabor that point. Just, uh, you know, I think if you're, <laughs> I don't know if there are a lot of Clippers fans. You know, here's like Billy Crystal and a couple other guys. No, I uh, am. Not, not, not like probably... Sure, not not probably loving what you're seeing out of the All Star break so far, and we feel that way about probably a few teams and how they've started. Only a couple games. Paul George didn't play in one of them. Uh, it looks like they're still in the All Star. When you watch them play, the Kings game especially is a, the game Paul George didn't play is is rough uh, to watch. They just look like they're like on on cruise still. Like they're still in the All Star break. When does that end? Because uh, if they start slipping out of uh, you know four seed. The Pelicans are playing very well. Like, there's a way that the, they start dropping enough where now you lose home court in the first round. Now you're really kind of up against it. Maybe you got to, like, go to Denver in the first round of the playoffs or something really undesirable. That can happen really fast with how a lot of these Western Conference teams are playing. Phoenix is probably going to play pretty well down the stretch. New Orleans probably going to play pretty well down the stretch. Golden State probably going to play really well down the stretch. They have a pretty easy schedule versus some other teams. So just, like, a little, little good temperature taking here. Clippers off a really bad loss. Like, what do you get tonight against the Lakers in a, a game that's really important for both teams? And uh, I know Paul George in tonight's game either, right, for the Clippers? I think, I don't know if he has been officially, has been officially ruled out. I have him, oh, he was officially ruled out a couple hours ago. Okay, yeah. So, right before we came on the air, I had him, like, still doubtful. He's not going to play. <laughs> the Lakers, I feel like you, you never know on this stuff. LeBron's listed as questionable, but, uh, yeah, a uh, really interesting game. That'll be, uh, that's late night tonight. That's 10 o'clock Eastern. 
I'd I'd like to play like Lakers money line, but I mean, like it's one of those games where like no outcome surprises you. Maybe they should play Lakers money line then, if no outcome would surprise me in tonight's game with the Lakers and the Clippers. On the other side, we'll get into college hoops from last night. Kentucky getting it done for us. Kentucky, a legitimate Final Four team, national title contender. We'll discuss next. <laughs> 